Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. Come on, Texas. I love y'all. You may be seated. So blessed to be in this house with you today. So last week I was watching the message and said to myself, self, that's some other kind of preaching right there. That was a grand slam. If you were here last week, clap your hands and let me know. It was amazing. Yes, the truth is, I'm getting great messages from you, and I'm just not going to give you credit when I'm preaching them, is, is kind of how it goes. I just told them myself in front of God and everybody, having a great time being here with you, been eating so good. I was on my fast. Our, our fast and prayer time ended last Sunday, and so I was so happy I'd lost 22 pounds till I got to Texas. What? Good food, good fellowship. Mm. Your house is positioned for the greatest days of destiny that God had in his heart and mind in eternity past. Not only what he wants to do in this house, but he wants what he wants to do at your house where you live which is the reason why I say to you what I sense and am seen, not just in the realm of the spirit, but also literally right now in what God's doing in this, in this place. It's because of what you're letting him do in this place, in your life and in your hearts. I'm thrilled. So I was looking for my clock and then I saw that I've already, I'm only two minutes in, so I better get myself busy. Um, so I come from Michigan, where it's so cold it takes you an hour to preach what you could have said in 30 minutes. I've lived in Missouri now for 17 years, and I've shortened that by five minutes. So I have a clock that's going to help me with an unction for the function today. Are you ready? How many of you got a Bible? Who's got a Bible? Was that worship just off the chain today? Please don't take for granted the Shekinah presence of God that's in this house. Don't ever take that for granted. There was no performance here today. This worship team came to worship Jesus and invited me in, invited us in on that process. And Lord have mercy. This weekend, I've been sopping up to worship with a biscuit. It's just gravy. Are you hearing me? All right. Open your Bible quickly, would you? Uh, and let's, um, we are going to look at um, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, making room for the voice of God in your life. So in the time that I have, I want to ask you to consider that while you're making room for God and what God wants to do and how there's a rain that has fallen somewhere and now the water is on its way to you. And you have been working at digging ditches in the heat of the day in obedience to the word of God, preparation for what God wants to do. The water came and deliverance came 
And God did amazing, did he not? That is just amazing preaching. Speaking to the corporate body of Christ, thank you for preaching that to tree so that I could get it too for me. So in making room for more of God, I knew that in 2022, the Lord wants to bear witness to the things he's always designed and had ready. You know, um, the pandemic didn't catch God off guard. He, he saw, he knew, but he wanted us to see and know what was on the inside of us. I got a passing grade, but I didn't get an excellent grade in some times in some areas. And okay, can I just say, you and I, we're making room for more of God so that going forward, we understand how we function in excellence in every area of our life. So this area of life, hearing the voice of God, is where I've come to partner with your pastors today. And so I just want to do that. Making room for the voice of God in your life. And so someone just say out loud, I'm making room for God's voice in my life. We're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And you can see uh, this translation that is here for us right now. Let's just read it out loud. Pursue love. Someone say pursue love. Now, I was looking at it in the original language, and it meant to pursue love. So I think it's really important for us to pursue love um, and desire spiritual gifts. Um, so I, I think because we're in this house, we understand, we believe that when God gave gifts, he gave them and didn't take them away. So they're for us. Um, but we also understand that the fruit of the Spirit is the DNA of God in our life so that the gifts of the Spirit can function in our life as the DNA of God is. Isn't that a good word? But especially that you may prophesy. One simple little verse. So I wanted to address the issue of Moses talking to God mouth to mouth, face to face, and thought I wouldn't have time. Shaka he got after it right there. Did you hear him earlier, Cody, when he brought that to our attention? Then I wanted to look at Hebrews, and he brought that to our attention. I said, confirmation. Now I know I'm, I'm flowing in the Holy Ghost today. So look at this with me for just a minute. Seven keys to you and I hearing the voice of God in my life. Seven keys to hearing and responding to God in the area of the prophetic or in prophecy. I just want to remind you that we're commanded to prophesy given permission to prophesy. But before you look for prophesying to someone else, practice on yourself. So I like to stand in front of the mirror and speak the word of the Lord to Dan Wormuth. I don't know if I could do that, Pastor Dan. Well, practice doing that before you get in my face and tell me anything that you think God is saying. Can I have an amen? amen. Yes, yes, that's good. Appreciate that. So listen, number one, be a passionate lover of God's word. I'm going to just challenge you today to understand that anyone who says they're a prophet or has a gift of prophecy, but doesn't love the word of God, that's a warning. Just have nothing to do with that. If they're not a lover of God, if they're not a lover of his word, then that's not someone who has something to say to you. And if you want to prophesy and speak the word of the Lord to your family and to situations, then you need to know that the word of God is the sure word of prophecy. So when I speak the scripture, I'm actually prophesying into their destiny or into the plans of God for their life. 
And in some of the most difficult moments of my life, when I did not know what was next, a scripture would come rising up in my spirit and I would know, oh, the Lord is saying something to me. Then I would go and look at the scripture and find not only that the scripture was the trigger, but it was showing me where the context of my victory, my breakthrough, my liberty, where I was going to find the goodness of God at work in my life. And ladies and gentlemen, there have been moments when I had no answers and there was nothing I could do to move forward except that the word of God came to me. And so be a passionate lover of his word for his word is the sure word of prophecy and it's the key to all things prophetic and the voice of God. It's the key. So when uh, I'm hearing the word of the Lord, when it comes to me, um, he'll trigger certain passages of scripture. He sent his word and healed all their diseases. When I hear that word from scripture, immediately I know the Lord is trying to tell me something. And this morning he told me he wants to heal macular degeneration. Wherever you are in this room or watching online, the word of the Lord came. If he reveals the word, he intends to heal whatever the issue is. You should just claim right now for yourself that macular degeneration is now being healed, reversed all of its damage, and there will be wholeness. And the eye will have full, complete, and total healing. And they've even pointed out that the other eye's having an issue too. But the word of the Lord to you is, he sent his word and healed their diseases. He wants you to know you're the healed of the Lord. He wants you to have, according to what pastor was telling us, eyes to see and ears to hear. Someone say yes and amen. I also heard the Lord say he was going to heal the hearing, that the ears would be healed. I heard him say this, that there was a person that sometimes it feels like it's the sound of stereo when it pans right and then it pans left in your ears and you're trying to get discerning of what is being said and the sound that's going on in the space. And you're like, what's going on with my ears? That'll be a sign to you to know. It's almost like it's doing stereo back and forth, but the Lord is healing the inner ear of your life. Not only so you can hear in the natural, but he wants to heal you in the spiritual to hear the voice of the Lord. Would you look at number two with me? Grow in love towards people. I would say to you that in all of the beginnings of the function and flow of just the word of the Lord that begin to happen in my life and releasing the word of the Lord, I have always found that loving people is kind of be premier in the area of the prophetic. Yes, love God. That's what we just saw there in the word of God. But number two is having a great love towards people and for people. Anyone that says they're a prophet and they're not under any kind of a covering and that's always a corrective word. Pastor Rob would like to visit with you after service. <laughs> and I'm going to bear witness to how God changes that person's life. <laughs> Whether he lays hands on you suddenly or whatever, I just um, in my neck of the woods, there's a fast-acting lead poisoning device that is sometimes needed. So if you know what that is, but I just say to you is that we need to have love towards people. <laughs> yeah, fast-acting lead poisoning device sometimes is a loving way to minister to people. Let me just say to you that you and I, if we're going to hear the word of God, we've got to love people. If you don't love people, don't expect to hear the voice of God. 
Well, I love God, but God loves people. So if you love God, you're going to love what God loves. He loves people. And the more love I show towards people, the more my ear is open to hear the word of the Lord. So the scripture activates it. Love motivates it. Every time Jesus was moved with compassion, folk were getting healed up all over the place. Did you hear what I said? I would like to apologize. My early education was kindergarten through third grade in Houston, Texas. It's the best part of my education. But when I moved back to Michigan, I lost my brain. So if you don't hear proper grammar today, just chalk it up to a loss of the rest of my important years of education. But I love Texas. If you do secede from the nation, you know I'm moving to Texas, right? Just, just want you to know. And I'm close now. I'm in Joplin, Missouri. I don't have to leave Michigan. Okay, I just, just thought I'd throw that in. That's how much I love y'all. Look at your neighbor and say, he loves you. <laughs> yeah. How much? I'm moving. That's a threat or a, you know, a pleasant announcement. It's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> Number three, dwell in his presence. Today we were making room for the voice of the Lord. The prophetic always is, has a free flow where we dwell in the presence of the Lord. That's devotions. And it's more than the little card you pull out of that little box on your table. The one time, you know, the little box you pull out and it goes, um, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And you put it back and you don't even think about it again. I mean, devotions to be devoted unto him, spending time in his word. Aren't you glad for that? So we're going to have devotions. We're going to study the word of God, not just read the word of God. We're going to pray and pray is dialogue with God, not just a grocery list, right? And then we're going to spend time in intercession. So prayer, um, which is dialogue with God, is it's so critical to hearing the voice of God for your life. It's key to hearing the voice of God for your life. But to understand this, intercession is a place that goes beyond just yourself. It's the lifting of others before the Lord. It's the finding what God wants to accomplish in a situation. And many times when I'm in intercession and just calling out to God for someone or something, then the word of the Lord comes to me and I hear it. I want to ask you to be mindful that whenever you hear the word of the Lord, whenever the voice of God speaks, document. Write it down in your journal. Record it on your little, you know, phone device, whatever, but document the voice of the Lord. It's the way we measure our increase in hearing with these keys, it's also the place where we can have accountability. And I can tell you, when I believe I'm hearing something from God, I talk to my wife about it. My, my wife hears from God. Ladies and gentlemen, my wife hears from God. When my boys have acted up at school, and the three older ones are out of school, but the young, our youngest, our oldest is 35, our youngest is 13. And so when he'd been acting up in school before a text or an email happens, uh, it's the Holy Ghost has happened. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He will tell her and she will say, oh, nah, nah, you did not. She'll text the teacher and say, okay, tell me, give me the details. And the teacher's like, what? You know, but it's the voice of the Lord, the Holy Ghost. So when I want to run something by her, honey, I'm hearing this from the Lord. She will have insight on what that is. She, she will hear even more. And we start unpacking what God is saying in that. So um, that, that intercession, listen, worship is this other component that cannot be left out. If you're not a worshiper, I don't want you to prophesy to me. 
You try this side over here, okay? They still warming up. Someone said, this is cold weather for y'all. <laughs> I only wore the vest because I was trying to look like somebody real handsome up in this house. That's, uh, and the vest covers a multitude of calories. So I just say to you, <laughs> I mean, I'm really, I, I bought some skinny jeans to wear, you know? My wife said, honey, those aren't skinny jeans. I said, well, they're skinny to me. <laughs> It's just I was still full gospel is what it was. So anyway, worship directs me to, to the Lord. And there are people who think they hear the word of the Lord and prophecy and the voice of God, but they are, they're never worshiping the Lord. If your first adoration isn't the king of glory, then your first word to me should be, I need to go worship. <laughs> it's, it's a heavy revy. Let it unpack inside, but it'll, it'll help you. But listen, you got to be a worshiper uh, and just say that out loud. I am a worshiper. And the last little part of number three is listen, because it's in that sweet spot of worship like has been going on this weekend. Y'all slayed me. Worship team, you slayed me. You just, I was undone. Fr Friday night, I'm laid out before the Lord. And I had to cover my face with a handkerchief because I cry ugly. <laughs> I just, and I didn't want to put snot on the carpet. So I just wanted to save it, you know, for later, whatever. But I, you undid me today. But in the worship, I then learned to listen. And that's when the Lord loves to speak sweet somethings to my heart and my life. Number four, focus on God's purposes. Now, listen, if you're going to hear the voice of God, You've got to be willing to say, what's important to you today, Lord? <laughs> because there are people just looking for permission to prophesy what's in their own crawl. Uh, can I say it that way? Something that's just kind of stuck in their, they got issues and they just want to project them to other people. I know that's not you because this is a tree of life and it's wonderful. But up my neck of the woods, there might be some people who just got some stuff stuck in their crawl and they want to project that. I'm going to just say this to you, though. If you will focus on what is important to Father God and what is important to Jesus, the Lord of our life, the head of the church, and then if you'll be mindful that the Holy Spirit was given to be the administrator of the kingdom and the earth and what is on his heart, if you pursue what's on the heart of the Holy Spirit, you're going to get what's on the heart of the Father. Because Jesus said, Holy Ghost searches the deep things, yea, even deep things, deep things of Father God's heart and reveals them to us. I want him to, I want him to show me what is his focus, cultivating a deepening commitment to the purposes of God and his agenda, not mine. So because God loves me, I can trust that he'll address or give me information or speak to me and answer questions that I have about what's going on in life while being attentive to what's important to him and what's on his heart for others around me. I have found that anytime I gave just concerted effort to, well, Lord, what are, you, what are you wanting to do in this situation? He would always just, I always got the side blessing of, oh, and this is going to help you in this thing that's on your heart. He, it's, it's the law of reciprocity. You so time focusing on what's the heart of God and the heart of God will reveal to you 
what's important for you to hear for your own life, for your marriage, your children, your family. Number five is pursue God's kingdom continually. Now, I know that sounds a little bit like four, but the truth is uh, it's a very specific directive. Pursuing God's kingdom continually instead of pursuing my own agenda. Someone say, stay alert. So the voice of God is speaking always. God never sleeps or slumbers. So we know he's speaking. He wants you to hear what's going on. It's the still small voice. It's the nudge. Sometimes he just, he just nudges me in a, in a way that I, I know now, oh, well, if I'll draw near unto him right here, he will draw near unto me. So I pursue his kingdom. I stay alert. I stay eager and hungry. Now listen, as you come off this fast, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> I was on a Daniel fast and I know what not to do when I come off a Daniel fast. And that is eat a loaf of bread just because I can. I know not to do that. Are you hearing me? When I've done just water or juice, I also know you don't go eat a nasty Big Mac after you've been just on a three-day or seven-day water fast. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. We will be performing your funeral is what we'll be doing. I mean, just <laughs> don't do that. Stay alert, stay hungry, stay eager, and serve and minister to others. So if I'm pursuing God's kingdom, I'm engaged in serving and ministering to others. Pastor Dan, you're supposed to be talking about me hearing the voice of God in the midst of serving someone else. I hear God. And I hear from God not only details how to serve them with excellence, but how to then serve them and the next person better. In the midst of just serving, serving, providing a ministry to someone else, the word of the Lord comes to me. I heard it just now. Is not my word like fire, says the Lord, and like the hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. The word of God comes to refine me, to change me, to bring wholeness, to cook me till the dross comes to the top where the wonderful hand of the Holy Spirit will say, and now let's just take that away. There's a lot of freedom and deliverances that could happen by my just pursuing and pressing into the kingdom of God and serving and staying. I feel so self-defeated. Just get in the middle of serving someone else and watch how God says, okay, let's break that chain. Then there's something to praise about. You wear your Stacey Adams to church then and shout, come on somebody. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Because you got to have a slippery bottom shoe if you're going to shout up in this place. If, you're, if you got tracks like this, you're going to fall on your face. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So um, number six. Lord, I can't believe I've moved this fast. There might be a miracle on the house today. Number six is check in with the Holy Ghost. Someone say check in. I didn't say chicken with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Not a bad name for a chicken place, though. I just, you know... The Lord could meet you at a place to eat chicken. I, I must be hungry. I just got a word from the Lord. I'm hungry. And I don't know. Anyway, I want to say to you, check in with the Holy Ghost. What do you mean by that? I mean, check in. Say Holy Ghost. Yeah. Just say Holy Ghost. What's up? 
What's, what's on your heart today? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Redeemer of all men's souls, the one who gave his life and took it back up again, and he is victorious, said, I'm going to send you another comforter. He will lead you and guide you into all truth. He will reveal to you. He will remind you everything I've said. Somebody say everything. <laughs> I felt a little Medea rise up right there. Just little everything rise up. God wants you to check in with the Holy Ghost. Listen, don't have issues with any member of the Trinity. You need all three. The heart of the Father is being revealed through the Holy Spirit. Jesus made the way. Aren't you glad for that? Check in with the Holy Spirit. Let your spirit be continually just keeping the GPS functioning and running. I just got a new truck and I like it. I got it six weeks ago and I dropped my little phone down on that little thing in the middle and it starts to charge it. And up comes this automatic GPS and I can say, Siri, call my best friend. And so, you know, I mean, it's just amazing all the things that it does. I got on an airplane. My son is driving my truck while I'm here this week. It's just a beautiful truck. And I get off that airplane and pastor pulls up. How'd they get my truck down here? <laughs> He's driving the same type of truck. I'm like, oh, the Lord is in this place. There's a function for just continuity of the purposes of God. Yeah, I say unto thee, there shall be a move of God at tree. Where's a Hammond B3 when you need it? You know, God anointed and and ordained GMC. You know that, right? You know that, right? Okay, that's all right. Drive your F-150. I would have bought one, but they wouldn't give me enough money on my trade-in. <laughs> Check in with the Holy Ghost, Pastor Dan. Your time is running out. So three things I want to ask you to do real quick. Just listen. Your spirit is always connected to the Holy Spirit. You just have to acknowledge, identify, and develop an ear to hear. Number two, your soul is at enmity with that. That means my mind does not want to listen and pay attention. That's why I have to bring transformation to it which was key number one, love the word of God. So the word of God brings transformation to my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions, my memories of traumas and victories. I need to adjust all of that. My soul is in a constant state of adjustment. I'm at rest, but I need my mind to be focused on the Lord. So in this check-in with the Holy Ghost, we know we need to check in. And sometimes the Spirit of God is already wanting to move, but my mind is so caught up with everything that I need to focus on that I have to shut it down. I told a story yesterday to leaders about the word of the Lord. God wanted to speak to somebody. I finally yield to start speaking the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord is so detailed and specific. My, my mind is fighting me. I hear my own thoughts like they're yelling. 
in my mind while I'm hearing in my spirit the word of the Lord. And with my will, I had to say, shut up to my soul. Are you saying you were possessed? (laughs) No, I'm saying I'm trying to possess my soul. I was trying to get a hold of where my mind was wanting to move into fear over where my faith had taken me to speak the word of the Lord. Sometimes when you're hearing God, the voice of the Lord is speaking, your mind wants to fight against it. But remember key number one, because you're a lover of the word of God, whatever God is speaking and saying and doing, you can always go back and look for how what you're hearing something from the Lord lines up with the word of God. So if it doesn't, then you just go, ah, oh, well, we just take this part away. That's, that's, the word says different on that. And the word is a sure word of prophecy. So I'm good to go now. So brain, you really aren't going to control the will of God for my life. So I'm going to possess ye my soul. I'm going to, I'm going to have authority in that area. So I check in with my soul. I also check in with my body. And there are times when I'm in a service, I have literally begun to feel a certain pain or a struggle uh, in my body, and I know I don't have an issue. And when that begins to happen, it's interesting at first, as the Holy Spirit would, he was getting my attention, I would begin to ache uh, maybe in a muscle, or I would feel it like trying to spasm, thinking I've done nothing to cause that. What in the world's going on? What's the matter with me? I rebuke you, Satan. It's not Satan. It was the Holy Ghost trying to get my attention that there was a word, a prophetic word for someone for healing. And then when I would come to myself and realize, well, wait a minute, God is trying to talk to me. So I had to check in with my body and see, is that my body? acting out or is that the Holy Spirit trying to speak to me that the person in line behind me here at Wally World is needing a healing in their body and so this sensation I'm feeling now I'm I'm now I've che- I've checked in with my body so I know my soul needs to be willing so I tell my soul you be willing and I listen in my spirit and the Holy Ghost is saying I want to heal that person and I wanted you to know it's them and it's this and that's when I just turn and go are you having a spasm in your leg today? Yeah. Jesus told me. Why? Because he loves you and he wants you to be healed. Can I just pray for you? Now, some people, when they're in excuse, excuse, in horrible pain, <laughs> that was excuse still can't say it. That was horrible. <laughs> they just are really looking for a breakthrough they just say, yeah, pray for me. And I've prayed right in the middle of everywhere. Some people go, yeah, it's okay. So you just have to take a note that they're, they're mm, cautious. And you just say, okay, well, just Lord, I look them in the eye. Lord, in Jesus' name, I ask that you will remove that spasm from their leg and cause the blood to begin to flow properly. I'm listening to the voice of the Lord. I pray it out. I just pray out prophetically what the need is. And then I'll ask him, so what's going on now? And he said, it went away. So, oh, Jesus must love you. Yeah. Now the voice of the Lord is opening up in their own heart. See what God will do in that moment. Number seven is activate. The last one here for us is activate. 
exercise the voice of God, like I was just talking about a moment ago, applying the word of the Lord. So when I hear the voice of God, when you hear the voice of God, do that due diligence to document or to release that uh, to make sure it's written so that people can look at it with you. I, I loved letting people hear the prophetic that was flowing. In fact, in the early days, there used to be this thing called a cassette and they had a cassette player and we bought cassettes, 15 minute long and 30 minute long cassettes by the cases. And so any prophetic word we gave, we wanted the person to be able to take it home with them. So we would just prophesy. So, I mean, every word is being, you know, recorded and then they could re-listen to it. And we'd tell them war with the word that you got. Uh, pray that word, speak that word uh, over your life. But now, you know, you got a phone, you can do the recording thing. I'm just asking you to consider activate. Activate the word of the Lord in your life. This, this last key right here is critically important for us in this moment because we need to exercise the voice of God. So practice on your spouse. You know that's got to be a nice word. <laughs> yeah, I say unto thee, Cindy, thou look beautiful today. Thou art marvelous. Thou art cooking for me my favorite meal. <laughs> apply the word of the Lord. Someone say apply it. Okay, that means don't be a treasure gatherer of words that you don't actually activate and use. Don't search for a new word when you haven't done anything with the first word. That's really good preaching right there if you didn't know that. So here's the last one. Stay undercover. Someone say stay undercover. Now staying undercover is this. There are self-appointed individuals who call themselves prophets. They believe that they are called to rebuke and reprove pastors and leaders and they go in and out of churches and will do their very best to just do that very thing. You don't abide that mess. You shut it down in a hot second. Because people who aren't willing to be under authority or undercover, they have no right to speak. I have to earn, I earn the right to speak the word of the Lord into any person's life by my asking, may I pray for you? Your pastor has already earned the right to speak into your life because he's your pastor. You've submitted under his authority. And he's identified how the word of the Lord will function in the corporate body. And so I'm asking you today that you would consider in these just simple seven keys to hearing the voice of the Lord, that you would go from that great love for the word of God in that process right down to activate, practice the word of the Lord in your life and stay under authority, stay undercover. Why? It's safe. Because if the word I speak is 80% accurate and 20%, eh, I need him to say, that was eh, on the 20% there. And then I'll make the adjustment. Why? Because it's good. Because I want to be, I want to operate with a spirit of excellence, minister the word of the Lord with integrity. And you'll know it is, because it was motivated out of love. Would you uh, receive, Pastor? I'm asking him to come and just um, bring you to this moment. I believe that there are people today, there are areas of your lives that the Lord wants you to surrender your life to. His pastor's coming. I want to say this. When he makes this call for you to respond to the Lord, there are some people here today, the Lord is saying this, to the believers, he wants to, 
he is pursuing the unbelieving parts of their heart. There's some unbelieving parts of believers' hearts that he wants to bring a fresh revelation of himself. And I will call it sanctification and salvation in those areas, as well as um, the other components. You are activating me. Being here, I'm activated at a whole nother level. I've gotten more prophetic words from my friends and pastors who've texted me or called me while I've been here asking for the word of the Lord or speaking to me the word of the Lord about this moment. The word is true. This is not a moment. This is a movement. And I'm pleased to be caught up in the river of God here at Tree of Life. I love you, Pastor. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.